Welcome to Truly Creepy with Brittany and Sarah. Hello, hello, hello. Hola. I thought you were going to say Friday. <laughs> no, no. Samantha? <laughs> it's a special treat. We don't usually record on a Friday. I know. We were kind of busy this week, but we're, we're getting to it. Yes. I literally just got home from hiking like 20 minutes ago. Uh, it's a beautiful day for a hike because fall came in. She came in solid. She came in quick, too. Yes. Literally dropped, dropped like- from yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm all I am here for it. But boy, my allergies are out of whack today because of it. Oh, for- I, say, I don't know about you, but holy cow, I woke up this morning and I was congested and I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I had four kids out in my class today, which is like a third of my class. So <laughs> wowza. Yeah. Well, yay, back to school germs. <laughs> oh, yes. Those are always the best. So speaking of the best, congratulations to us. It is our 20th episode. And as such, I have a very special topic that I'm covering today. Ooh. And I will be covering the Conjuring House. Yay! I am very excited to go over this one. Um, I've had this requested quite a few times by a couple of our listeners. They really like it when I have the ghost tube going in the background. So I thought for this episode that it would be good to have it going in the background. So I've already got that up and running. Um, Is Babs joining us today? So far, I haven't gotten any names. I've gotten Leave Me Alone and I See You. But I did want to preface this because I, I had something really weird that I didn't realize until last night. So about, I'd say about a month ago, I had a very bad dream, quite possibly one of the worst nightmares that I've had, uh, which prompted me to get the dream catcher that I have now hanging up in my room. Yeah. And a lot of what I remember from it was just trying to run away from something. And I was in my old townhouse. I might've told you about it. And down in the basement in the cellar, there was like this, what I perceived to be like a demon or something and it was screaming at me and it was telling me its names and it was telling me that you know that it could see me and it could tell me that like it was down there and a bunch of other stuff i remember waking up and like crying and shaking because it was so terrible and i looked up the name that it had kept giving me yeah it was really scary and i looked up the name because i just I wanted to know what was going on. Like, was it just something that my mind made up or was it just something that like maybe I, I heard or seen on TV? I mean, I don't know. I listened to a bunch of podcasts. So I looked up the name and nothing really came up. It wasn't like a demon. It wasn't anything that, you know, I, I at the time I thought I could should be concerned about. So I've gone yeah. on. Nothing's happened. I haven't had that dream since. I got the dream catcher. Everything's been pretty good since then. And then I started doing my research last night for this conjuring house. Okay. And we will get in to one of the spirits that they believe to be in this house. And it was also depicted in the actual movie. 
and it's the name of the thing that it told me in my dream oh yeah i don't like that i my heart like stopped <laughs> when i realized that and i'm i was reading it and i was like oh my god are you kidding me so just a little creepy tidbit apparently That's i had a dream creepy. about this thing yeah super creepy so on that note we're gonna get into it a little bit so before we talk about the hauntings and the main family that's involved in this i'm gonna go over the history of the house itself but i'm also gonna start by going over ed and lorraine warren now they got famous with their initial investigation of the amityville hauntings and they're pretty well known throughout the paranormal community either and it seems like they're very people are either on their side and believe them and love them for their work that they've done or people just call them a hoax and think that they're just full of shit. So I tend to be more on the paranormal. I really listen and respect what they say, but that's yeah. not everyone's opinion. So Ed Warren was a World War II veteran and a former police officer who became a self-professed demonologist after studying the subject on his own. His wife, Lorraine, claimed to be a clairvoyant and a medium who was capable of communicating with the demons that Ed had discovered. In 1952, Ed and Lorraine founded the New England Society for Paranormal Research. It is the oldest ghost hunting group in New England, and they gained their notoriety as respected investigators after their initial investigation of the Amityville house. So that's kind of when they took off. We'll get into more about what they did with the Conjuring house. They've been a part of investigations with ghost adventures and said what should i do listen <laughs> listen to what i have to say stop interrupting uh, it's rude seriously um they also little side note the conjuring was filmed in wilmington north carolina and look oh yeah and lorraine was actually she had come down to the set a couple of times and she kind of like helped out on on the set and, and going over some of the things that happened in the movie. So even though a lot of it like isn't true to the actual story, there are some bits and pieces that are true, which is, I mean, kind of cool. We'll get into a little bit more of that of later as well. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, movies are over dramatized. Anyways, gotta embellish like the it Annabelle, for the Hollywood. Like the Annabelle doll that is in the Conjuring is not actually part of the original Conjuring story. They added two stories together and added that in that actually has nothing to do with the actual Conjuring house. And they also didn't use the Conjuring house. Yeah, and they didn't use the Conjuring house because their budget was so small. So they had to film the Conjuring movie in a different house, which is why they're in Wilmington. I think their budget was like thirteen million. And it just like was not in the books to be able to use the actual house. So and that the being also said, much better for filming and filming. Oh, absolutely. So the Conjuring House itself and the land precedes its colonial records by thousands of years, while it was occupied by the Nipmuc and other local tribes prior to Roger Williams purchasing the land as part of the establishment of the colony of Rhode Island and Providence plantations. Having been expelled from the Massachusetts Bay Colony for espousing freedom of religious worship and separation of church and state, 
Roger Williams established Providence Plantations in 1636 in Narragansett, Rhode Island. In 1639, Gloucester, now Burraville, Rhode Island, I'm probably butchering these, so I'm sorry if I am, became part of Providence Plantations, including this estate deed of the Richardson family. The land was deeded in 1680 and was surveyed by John Smith, one of the original Virginia colonists. That's pretty cool. It's been around for a while. Known, at least, for a while. Uh, Roger Williams believed that the best way to preserve the land was to deed large parcels to those who chose to follow him in his teachings. He did so to protect it from a rather over encroachment from Connecticut and Massachusetts. The original estate deeded to the Richardsons was more than a thousand acres, which, holy crap, that's a lot of land. I have a lot of land. It was subsequently sold off in parcels to families in the area, some who are still there hundreds of years later. Because women had no rights to the property at this time in history, their estate transferred through marriage from the first colonists, the Richardson family, to the Arnold family. From the Arnold family, it transferred to the Buttersworth, then to the Kenyans, before being purchased by the Perrins in the 1970s. In 1980, the Schwartz family purchased the property and sold it to Norma Sutcliffe in 1987. Then Corianjin Heinzen purchased the property in 2019 from Norma and launched the business to allow investigations and day tours. In May of 2022, Jacqueline Nunez purchased the property and is continuing to grow the business. Which, at first, honestly, with that, I was super sad. And we'll get into that a little yeah. bit later because I like was heavily invested in this house there for a while. The uh, house now stands that is that now stands was completed in 1736, 40 years before the signing of the Declaration of Independence. This oh, wow. magnificent homestead has oh yeah, it's been around for a while. It has survived countless storms, King Philip's War, the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, and the unbridled growth of the Industrial Age in America. So there was a lot of stuff that happened around this house, and it, like, completely stayed put. Now, granted, the outside of the house looks different from what it does now, but that's just because it's been, like, well-maintained. And so there's just, like... I mean, it's also, like, almost 300 years old, so... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, eight generations, eight, let that sink in, eight generations of one extended family have lived and died in that house. And apparently some of them, it's so crazy, eight generations of one family inside that house. Apparently some of them never left or visited with some frequency. Hey, I mean, they've been there There for eight generations. I think they can hang around if they want. Yes. So that's just a little bit of the backstory. And I think it's cool that we literally know every single family that has lived in the house. And we even know who bought the original land, which ended up being part of the first colonies. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. A lot of places you really don't get to know a lot of the back history, but they've got the deeds going all the way back to the 1600s. Like, I find that really cool. My family hasn't even lived in the same town or state or country for eight generations. Yeah, mine either. <laughs> So now I mean, we're going maybe to get like over a hundred years ago. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to really think back to when my family came over here. I think it was the 1800s too, like maybe a hundred years. But even still, like even my mom wasn't born here, and she was born in Buffalo and then moved here. So it's like even yeah, neither of my that parents close. were born here. 
Yeah, neither of my parents were either. So it's like, you know, and even some of my kids weren't even born here. So it's like, we're just all over the place. So now we're going to get in to the Perrin family, which is the family that this house is most known for. This is the one in the movie. huh? This is the one that inspired the movie. The Perrin family of Rhode Island claims to have been terrorized by an evil paranormal presence while living at the Arnold Estate, the house that inspired The Conjuring. The house itself was originally built in 1693 and has a long storied history of hauntings and terror, even up to present day. The Perrin and her family, which they were, they had five daughters in total. Um, so there was seven of them in the house and they lived there Dang. from January of night. Oh yeah. They lived there from January. It's a 13 room house. So, I mean, this place is gigantic. I mean, so seven was not crowded. <laughs> Seven was not crowded in that room. And it's it's laid out like it's a really long house. So it's not like they were just on top of each other, too. Okay. So they they lived there from January 1971 until 1980. So about nine years they lived there. Oh, excuse me. It was 14 bedrooms, not 13, 14. It is How dare located. How that one. I forgot that one. They're going to come after me now because I forgot that one room. How dare I? It is in Harrisville, Rhode Island. And it's their Carolyn and Roger were the mother and father. Their five daughters began to notice strange, thing, strange things happening almost immediately after they moved in. It started out kind of small. Carolyn would notice that the broom went missing or it seemed, seemed to move from place to place on its own, which is very like poltergeist activity. Yeah. They like to like take things and you don't know what the heck happened to them and they'll show up in like random places. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Different things like that. She would hear the sound of something scraping against the kettle in the kitchen when no one was in there. Or she'd find small piles of dirt in the center of a newly cleaned kitchen floor, which I mean, rude. I just cleaned that. Like I just finished cleaning and you're just gonna put a pile of dirt. You take off put it back outside. I mean, they take the broom and put it in other places. So, I mean, if you can do that, you can sweep up your own mess. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Which, I mean, it kind of seems a little menacing when you think that, think about the fact that they just discovered a basement down there and it's got a dirt floor. So yeah, that is um, sketchy. Could be coming from that. Who knows? Their girls began to notice spirits around the house, though for the most part, they were harmless. There were a few, however, that were angry. Carolyn allegedly researched the history of the home and discovered that it had been in the same family for eight generations and that many of them had died under mysterious or horrible circumstances. Several of the children had drowned in a nearby creek. One was murdered and a few of them hanged themselves in the attic. Oh, wow. So even though they was in there for eight generations and a lot of people died, it wasn't from just old age and living in the house. Like it was... A lot or of like traumatic the fact that deaths. they lived in like colonial time. Yeah, that too. So there is a spirit that is depicted in the film Bathsheba, who was the worst of them all. And that is the one that told me who they were in my dream. Bathsheba. Okay. Uh, Andrea Perrin. She's the oldest of the five girls. And this is what she had to say about Bathsheba. Whoever the spirit was, she perceived herself to be mistress of the house, and she resented the competition my mother posed for that position. Surgeon. I just said surgeon. Surgeon. 
it turns out that Bathsheba is an actual person. Okay. And her name is Bathsheba Sherman. And she lived on the parents. Very unfortunate. She lived on the parents' property in the mid-1800s. She was rumored to have been a Satanist. And there was evidence that she had been involved in the death of a neighbor's child, though no trial ever actually took place for it. Okay. So that's kind of sketchy. She was buried in a nearby Baptist cemetery in downtown Harrisville. And you can still go see her grave. I just said, listen. Yeah, I know you're listening to me. You can still go and visit. Stop interrupting, rude person on the box. Oh, it's Alan. They said it's Alan. Hello, Alan. Oh, hello, Alan. Okay, Alan, please use your manners and turn your listening ears on. Close your mouth. You just... You said, what should I do? And I told you to listen, but you're doing a lot more talking than you are listening, Alan. So the parents believe that Bathsheba's spirit was tormenting them. According to Andrea, the family experienced other spirits as well as that they smelled like rotting flesh and Ew, they would how cause do you know the bed. What that smells like? I mean, I've always heard that human like meat tastes and smells kind of like pork so i'm guessing that rotting flesh kind of has the same odor as like a rotting pork chop or just like rotting like pork in general and if you ask Dahmer from the new series on netflix that's exactly what he says when anyone would ever enter his house he'd be like oh god what's that stench and he'd say oh sorry my fridge went out and i had pork chops in there and yes they started and that's what to get he bad. said that's what he said to the landlord or something when they interviewed him and when, when they were like, your neighbors have been complaining about a foul stench. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh yeah, my mom gave me like a bunch of meat and it went bad and I'm taking it out, but yeah, it still smells. So I'm assuming that that's, I mean, it's a very distinct spell. I'm sure that that was just kind of a guess that that's what they would, whenever the spirits would come around, they would smell that, which I mean, I've heard that that means that that's something demonic. Like if you smell I mean, like I've sulfur heard, like, eggs, sulfur. rotting flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, these all these spirits that also smell like that would cause the beds beds to rise off the floor. So it would just like completely just levitate up off the floor. Uh, Andrea would also claim that her father would enter the basement and feel a cold, stinking presence behind him. They often stayed away from the dirt floored cellar. But the heating equipment would often fail mysteriously, causing Roger to have to venture down there. So it's like almost like they're they're drawing him in. Like they know that he doesn't want to go down there. So they're making something malfunction. So he has to go down there and be down there. That's creepy. Which is very creepy. Yes. So over the 10 years that the family lived in the house, the Warrens and Lorraine, who I mentioned before, had made multiple trips to investigate. At one point, Lorraine conducted a seance in an attempt to contact the spirits that were possessing the family. During the seance, Carolyn Perrin became possessed, speaking in tongues and raising from the ground in her chair. There was no exorcism like it was in the film. Um, people try to say that Lorraine was like lying, that they really did perform a exorcism, but she always just says like, no, like, I didn't do an exorcism like that has to be done by like 
Well, yeah, she can't do an exorcism. Exactly. She can. So that's what she kept saying. She's like, I can't do one. Like we did a seance and I can communicate with them, but like, I can't do an exorcism. But they put that in the film that that's what happened, but that it was just a seance. Although it did go really, really wrong. What they portrayed in the film was not what happens, parents said. The seance was scarier and it was the most terrifying night of her life. So this was Andrea, the daughter, saying that. On the night okay. of the seance, the Warrens, the Warrens arrived at the house with the medium. Perrin, who's, and they're talking about this case, is Andrea, and her younger sister, Cindy, hid nearby and watched as the medium conjured, quote-unquote, up a spirit, spirit who then attacked their mother, Carolyn. Carolyn was picked up and thrown into another room. Her body slammed to the ground. And the Warrens believe that at that moment she was possessed, which is kind of what led to all those crazy things happening. Okay. Perrin suspects that the medium opened a door that she couldn't close. Her mother said she was most likely a, had a concussion from the incident and took a long time to quote unquote come out of the condition she was in. And she was utterly drained and in pain. So like she blacked out and doesn't remember like what happened. Like, she got picked I mean, up but and if you thrown. have a if you have a concussion you're gonna like be right, in like, pain and not remember what happened yeah so it doesn't explain the getting happened. like picked up and tossed but <laughs> it does it and the fact that this was witnessed by let's see ed and lorraine were there carolyn and her husband was there in the medium and then the two girls were like spying and watching so exclude carolyn because it happened to her there are six people that witnessed this happen so something happened it is also important to note though that norma sutcliffe who owned the home in 87 until the heinzens bought it in 2019 claimed that she never had any ghostly issues with the house um, in an email conversation, Sutcliffe said, I've never said I believed in ghosts, but did remark on some sounds, which of course could be explained by natural causes. Although the house did appear on an episode of the television series Ghost Hunters, season two, episode seven. Yes. At no point in the episode did um, Sutcliffe claim to have seen ghosts or been attacked by demonic entities as claimed by the parent, the parents. In fact, all Sutcliffe and her late husband claimed to have experienced on the show were slight vibrations of a door, a chair, and a bed. This was after living in the house for 18 years and is hardly the level of activity reported previously. At the end of the episode, Ghost Hunters, they walked away with an unimpressive video of a closet door opening and closing, easily attributable to differences of air pressure and even an accomplice behind the door. So, yeah. She's come on and said that, but then if you go on to a couple other websites, it does say that her and her husband did, in fact, have paranormal activity. But it again, it wasn't to like the demonic extremes yeah. like the parents had. Like they would feel doors open and closing, they would have the vibrations, like they said, and they would have things move, but it was never anything that was like truly terrifying. So whether they are downplaying it or not, who knows. The new owners of the house are Corey and Jennifer were Corey and Jennifer Heinzen. They were very interested in the farmhouse. And according to several interviews, Corey fell in love with it after visiting the house before it had gone up to for sale. 
Not surprisingly, Corey and his wife are also ghost hunters, and Corey feels the house is a piece of paranormal history. Since moving in, Corey claims it to have experienced the modern standard of ghost activities, doors opening and closing on their own, footsteps, knocking, disembodied voices. He even claimed a black mist was witnessed, describing it as, it looks like smoke, it'll gather in one area, and then it'll move. So, then we've got... Nunez, who now currently owns the house, and she still has it open for like investigations and things like that. And Madison Heinzen is the daughter of Corey and Jennifer, and she is still one of the caretakers for the house. So when she posted that her parents were selling the house, I like legit almost cried because I just they have their own YouTube. Madison Heinzen has her own TikTok, she does live videos where she does live investigations on tiktok she does a lot of different stuff so there for a while and rachel actually showed it to me and got me into it but there is stuff that has happened that i have seen like watching these tiktoks she'll put you on an on like a table in the basement with the dirt floor and leave you there for like half an hour and let you kind of watch and see and i've seen smoke i've heard like whispers She'll do um, the um, dowsing rods and ask questions. There have been some where she's doing spirit box sessions, cupboard, where she's been doing spirit box sessions, and you'll see a door move behind her. Uh, there's voices that come through. I mean, that and that's just from what I've seen on the on the TikTok, like myself on the live videos. So yeah. It's not even any of the evidence that she has, like on her on her TikTok. So I was really upset when they when they sold it, but the fact that she's still one of the caretakers and works there, like I know she was really distraught when it happened. So at least Nunez like kept her on, and she's like one of the mm-hmm. ones now that like goes investigates. Yeah. It. So there are said to be two pretty regular ghosts that are still in this house or spirits. The first one is Ab- Abigail Arnold which that's the family that Arnold Homestead that that was named after. She was the daughter of Martha Hopkins and Sylvanus Sylvanus Cook. So Cook is her maiden name, and then Arnold is her married name. She she married John, John Arnold in 1795 when she was 19, and they lived at the estate where John Arnold was a farmer. They had 14 children in 22 years. Mm-mm. Nope. This homegirl was pregnant like her whole freaking life. That sounds awful. Uh, that sounds horrible. Now that seems crowded. To have a yes. 14 room house and then have 14 children. Like that's no thank 16 you. people in that house. Well, I guess if they're that spread out, they were probably marrying off kids probably over 22 years so some of them probably didn't even live in the house that long and granted i mean there's a lot of weird things and a lot of strange deaths so they had 14 children but how many of them survived back in the 1700s 1800s true she abigail loved to cook and make fruit preserves in the cellar she died of an illness at 93 and was buried in burrowville she remains the resident of the house and will often warn guests to get out of the basement if there is a malevolent spirit around. And she asks all guests to visit with respect. 
So she seems kind of like a protector. Like if something's not there, she's like trying to spook you to get you out to like help you, which I mean, I'm okay with. So like the matriarch. Yeah. Then we also have a spirit named Matthew. They don't really know a lot of information. They've been trying to contact him and talk to him, but there's still not a lot they know. But what they do know is that Matthew never actually lived in the house. Strange. Um, Matthew, a guy named Jonathan, and a few others went towards the light they saw and ended up at the house. He liked it, and so he visits often. He died in 1888 when he was 27 years old, and he was married at the time of his death. They say he is very fun and caring to others and has joked that it is weird that women wear pants and that music is strange now. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I get. The women are wearing pants? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what spirits are competing. Blasphemy. You know, <laughs> women in pants. He very much enjoys the piano. When shown how smartphones work, he called it witchcraft. He likes being at the house in part so he can interact with guests. I mean, I have to agree. The music these days is weird. It is. I literally have that conversation with Brandon like almost every day. And I would imagine that a spirit from like 200 years ago probably does think that a cell phone would be witchcraft. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he he seems like he's pretty fun. He seems like he just kind of wants to be around and hang out and be around people. So, I mean, But only I get if it. the women aren't wearing pants. They got to be wearing skirts. They got to be wearing skirts because apparently Cause women wearing pants is just completely unacceptable. So that's pretty much the story of The Conjuring House. If you want to look into more evidence because priest. there is a boatload of it. It just said priest. There is a... Probably need one. Probably. There is a boatload of experiences and i would go over them with everyone but then we'd be here for like a month um the heinzens like i said heinz like the ketchup they have their own youtube channel where they do tours of the house and you can see it all they have a really weird really cool coffee table that i want in the house (laughs) and it's a casket with a glass top and inside of it is an Annabelle doll, which I think is cool. I just want to point out that you're not sitting in the casket office chair that I sent you to order. I know. I'm and it's, I know it's that being made I know the listeners right now. can't see, so they can't be as disappointed as me. But I'm really disappointed. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to find room for it once it gets delivered. After our Patreon <laughs> takes off, and then I can I can go and get the chair. <laughs> I didn't even look to see how much it cost. I just saw it, and I was like, "Sarah needs this." You know what? Let's let's look because I did the same thing, and I was scared to open it because I didn't want to see how much it is. Where did it go? We send each other so many links, I can't even find it anymore. So yeah, Madison Heinzen, she has a twitter i believe that the the conjuring house itself has a twitter um probably they have the they have the youtube they have their own website you can go there and do investigations you can go there and have readings with mediums there is a warning though that it is said to be extremely haunted 
you have to sign a waiver before going into the house and they won't allow anyone under the age of 13. They say that it could be too extreme for people that are sensitive. It's they very much warn anyone that goes in there. Uh, All right. I found like it. Like I said, I've you found it. OK, because I was looking. I mean, I, I, just I found googled it coffin office chair. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what I just googled, too. Okay, well, now it's not showing up. What's it? It says the perfect chair for your dead end job. <laughs> 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 Let's see. It is not telling me how much it costs. I'm scrolling. I just want to see. There's a lot of ads. It won't let me pick it out. Why? There's so many ads. Okay. Well, let me go to a different Oddity Mall. That seems something on. up my alley. I'm on Oddity Mall. I was on a different one. I don't know why. I mean, this is one of the coolest chairs I've ever seen. Wait, it said unfortunately. Love what does that mean? They're just a concept design. They're not actually for sale anywhere. Boo. That's But lame. we would definitely buy them. Exactly. Oh, this chair is cool. I just found one on Pinterest. That's on. Oh, this one's on eBay. Oh, it's just an image. Okay. So what we just need is for someone to go ahead and just design and make us some like really cool coffin chairs to sit in while we do our podcast. All right. So. I found a website that I guess it's kind of like Kickstart. Oh, okay. And people are like, it like shows the concept and people are like, oh, this is really cool. You're taking orders. How much does it cost? And they responded and they said, not quite sure about price yet. Stay tuned for update. And that was seven days ago. So. Okay. So maybe it's it's in the near future here then. That would be cool. Maybe it's in the works. Let's see. So I know The Conjuring house too to kind of get off the squirrel here coffins made me think of it ghost adventures went there a couple of times there was one time there's they were outside doing two things happened it was crazy they were outside doing their interviews and the the light in the second floor bedroom was flickering off and on like before they even got in the house like they were doing the interview with the heinzens like no one was they in the house just saying hi to zach they were just saying hi to, to Zach Bagel Bites. I mean, we have to give the Bagel Bites credit to M and Christine from And That's Why We Drink. Because we did not come up with that on our own and we don't want anyone to sue us. Exactly. That's all M and Christine. Because I do believe there they was... TMTM'd that. So. They did? Okay. So, yes. And That's Why We Drink gave us that nickname us as in everyone there was also a part i i think it was part of the conjuring house as well when they're standing outside doing another part of the of the interview and you see a gray like mass like walk across the sunroom and like you see it on the just on a stroll just walking just kind of checking everyone out you know casual casualness just and it was also like storming like they picked like the most creepy weather to like go (coughs) so it's like starting it's like starting to rain and they're like outside trying to finish up and they see this and the Aaron you Aaron sees it in real life and catches it on the camera and then immediately Zach's like you know Zach was like okay let me check the weather report we gotta wait until it's gonna be like creepy weather outside before we can record oh it's gonna rain on tuesday that's the day we'll go yeah exactly they also had lorraine warren come out and investigate and go back to the house during that episode which was kind of cool but she seemed like a little nervous i mean it was one of the first times she'd been back to the house since like the night of the seance 
Yeah. And they go into a lot more detail about what actually happened in the seance. Again, people, the movie caused a lot of controversy. So because of the movie, a lot of people don't believe what actually happened. So a lot of the information that you find online is like slander. And a lot of the there's information There's a lot of controversy around the Warrens in general. Yes, there's a... There's a lot of controversy around the Warrens in general. So if you want more on the seance and what happened with the parents and you like the Warrens, I highly suggest watching like the Ghost Adventures, watching the Heinzens YouTube channel. They've the parents, Andrea herself wrote a book on what happened. You can go check out her book. There is a lot of information, but it just depends on how you feel about the Warrens and just mm-hmm. how you feel about the paranormal in general. But I will say, take the movie very lightly. The I mean, Annabelle as you situation, should, it's a horror movie. As you should. It's a horror movie. And it says it's based on true events. But again, it's based on. And it's lightly Very, very loosely. <laughs> very, very loosely based. The house is completely different. There is no Annabelle doll. There is no exorcism that happened. So basically the only similarity that is will. that the house exists. Ex- pretty much. <laughs> and that Ed and Lorraine Warren were there. And the parents um, are real people. <laughs> and the parents are real people. And they can they still do interviews. They still do all that stuff. You can ask Andrea. She wasn't there during the seance. She was sneaking around the corner like every child ever. And so she has her own account. So you can't get any closer than the daughter of the woman that it happened to who also witnessed it. So if you want a lot of detailed in-depth information on the parents, I would suggest reading her book or at least listening to some of her interviews that Ghost Hunter Season 2, Episode 7, they actually do interview Andrea. You can go and check that one out. But the house has a ton of activity. A ton of activity. And I've witnessed that firsthand myself on those TikToks, on her lives. I don't know why you need to watch other people's houses. Your house has plenty of... I mean, true, but that just kind of gets repetitive. After- old exactly it gets old thank you alan gets it alan gets it i don't know what happened to barbs she's being I quiet i know me too barbs are you there barbs is not yes alan in. stole the mic maybe she's out for the night it is friday it is friday she's going out and having her own fun she, clearly she has more of a social life i mean clearly we have raging <laughs> social lives that we are going to go to after i exactly we are on a time crunch because we have to leave and and go have a crazy friday night wild Boo. time that does not at all involve <laughs> drinking wine on the front porch with the dog definitely is, does it, not involve that and it definitely doesn't involve having to go work on a friday night oh definitely not at all definitely not no way jose well you you certainly aren't taking other drunk people their food absolutely not there's no way that that's happening (laughs) (laughs) now that we've gone on another squirrel sorry i interrupted i don't even remember what i was saying it said sure we're not talking about interrupting you alan you're the one interrupting us so rude i know I don't know what is up today. Let's see. Can I find 
what do they have said? Okay, no, I don't want to. No, thanks. I don't want to see if I'm in a haunted location because it's probably wrong anyways. So. I mean, it'll probably say yes because your house is. Absolutely is. So it is said. Leave me alone. Tomorrow when I'm there. Yes, absolutely. We will. It says, leave me alone. I see you. Book here. What should I do? Who is he? Surgeon, listen, Alan, nurse, cupboard, priest, old, sure. So, right. well, Alan, if you had listened when I told you to stop talking and listen to us, you would know who he was, okay? Exactly. Jeez. I know. So, yes, yeah, so that is the, uh, the Conjuring House, where a woman apparently, allegedly, was levitated out of her chair by a spirit named Bathsheba and thrown into a wall where she became concussed and had some pain afterwards. Which, okay. I mean, she got thrown into a wall. If she wasn't concussed and in pain, I would be concerned. <laughs> Keep in mind this house was built in the 1600s. And it was refinished. And it's kind of seen the way it is now, the way it was in the 1700s. And so it wasn't built like modern houses are built so this wall (laughs) that she got thrown into was made of stone i mean it wasn't like a drywall where she could go through it like she literally hit like stone so the fact that i mean it would have been stone or it would have been like wood they chopped down from a tree outside and (laughs) yes so let me i'll show you real quick i'll show you the um the conjuring house on the inside so you can see what it the room what the room looked like where the seance actually happened i mean the house itself is absolutely beautiful so this was the room it's a really pretty i've seen the outside and again it's been refinished a little bit i I was gonna say i imagine it's been a little updated since um it has built (laughs) it has um i'm trying to find like one of the older pictures of it back from when it actually took place i mean the whole thing is creepy the vibe of the house changes so drastically when you go downstairs like this did they not know that they it was there so they knew that the basement was there but they thought it ended at a certain spot and then they just kind of like dug and discovered that like it went further than what they thought okay so there's like a whole hidden room with the dirt floor that like they didn't know was there and that's where they hold the seances now which i mean just sounds like a really freaking horrible idea I mean, that sounds like a real creepy place to be when you're not performing a seance yeah, I mean, the, all of the videos of the things that I've I've said that I've witnessed, like the doors opening, the voices, the dowsing rods doing stuff, this was all during the day. This wasn't when she was doing nighttime. This was like after she like got off because she's in college. After she would like, she would leave college and go to the house and it would be like four or five in the afternoon. Like, oh, wow. This, this wasn't like some nighttime investigation. This was like before dinner. She would do her own investigations before investigative teams came in. So okay, it wasn't like some weird, creepy, like at night stuff. This was like broad daylight. So here are the stairs that lead into the basement, if you can see it. And we'll put these pictures up so you guys can see them. Those are so creepy. So creepy, right? Why are they so far apart? 
I have not a freaking clue. So that's that's how it starts. But... I have long legs, and I feel like that would be like really difficult to climb. Those. Yeah, maybe and it's the this... angle of the picture that makes them look so far apart. But no, that's really how far apart they are. I've seen it again. I've seen it on the oh, okay uh, on the on the TikTok itself. And here's the the little room that they found. How they did literally they not just know like it chair. existed? I have no. Again, I don't. Again, some there people like might a have. Wall or what I'm guessing is something like that. It, it there was a wall because it looks like the hot water heater system is right around there. So it looks like maybe yeah. whoever owned it before like tried to block it off, and then when they were like redoing it and stuff, they just kind of like found it. It's very weird, but the house the house itself is absolutely beautiful. There's a huge library room, which I mean, dreams. I know people that know us know that that's Goals. just like I mean, look oh my at gosh, it. it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. That is a it is a super super active room. That is where Michael is said to be a lot of the times. They're just reading some books. They're having a good time. They just want to exactly. They just want to chill and hang out. They want to curl up with a nice good book. There, there was a live stream. Yes, she had something because she didn't know what to do. She, uh, they did during especially in that house with the fourteen kids. With the fourteen kids, right? I'd be out of my mind. They had a live stream going during quarantine when people weren't allowed in. And you can go and you can watch that footage where they just literally had like night cameras going and you could just kind of log oh, in really and cool. you could watch it. And it was really cool. And at one point in time, you could hear a disembodied voice say, help us in the living room. We so, all felt that way in the pandemic. Yeah. So very know. understandable. Very understandable. Extremely. So yeah, there's just, there's, there's a lot of evidence and... Again, I could get into, I could go on and on and on about this house. It is beautiful. It is Rhode Island. I just, I love Connecticut. Rhode, Rhode Island, Island is Vermont. beautiful. All that is just, like Massachusetts, all that is just so pretty. But if you want more details into some of the hauntings today, definitely, definitely, definitely check out TikTok and Madison Heinzen. She is constantly posting things. And she's got a really good resource for the information on that house because she's in her one 20s now and she's take, been as saying one day we're gonna have to take a new england road trip and go visit all of these haunted places yeah i'm so down for that i am so down for that but yeah she's she's been investigating with her dad since she was 13 and she's in her 20s oh, now cool. so she's been doing this for a while with with her parents she she's had to stop the lives a couple of times because she'll be sitting somewhere and she'll be getting like a lot of evidence and she'll like something will like come through and say like demon or evil or something will say like I see you and you'll see her just like visibly change and you'll hear like footsteps and she's like guys I, I gotta leave the house like I, I'm feeling horrible right now there's something here that does not want me in here like I need to leave and I've seen that happen a couple of times too I don't blame her yeah absolutely so there is our uh our 20th episode conjuring house with several squirrels <laughs> several squirrels squirrel, squirrel? squirrels squirrel, 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 squirrel. 
So guys, oh, this is boy. why we don't record on Friday nights because we're loopy at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. At this point in time, it's just I've lost. I don't even Feel know that. what I've lost. <laughs> I just but, I've lost. But I got you. <laughs> if any of our listeners have been there, live around there, have any other stories, let us know. And you can let us know by reaching out to us on our social media at Truly Creepy on Instagram at truly underscore creepy on twitter we also have our gmail which is truly creepy podcast at gmail.com if you go to patreon slash truly creepy or just search truly creepy our patreon will pop up we have two tiers for our patrons and you get access to our podcasts early you get behind the scenes podcast, you get video clips and pictures and a bunch of different behind the scenes stuff. You can head on over there and become a patron. We thank everyone that is a patron and can't wait to have more of you and we can add more and more content here soon. We will have our monthly 19 Crimes Wine podcast up and ready for everyone on our Patreon. I'm excited about that one. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe to us, share us with your friends, share us with anyone you think would like our podcast, rate us, us on nice Apple Podcasts. Yes, leave us a nice review that bumps us up, that lets others get to see our podcast and learn along with you guys. You know, I appreciate all of the asylums, apparently. We do appreciate those. Yeah. If you need one. That we do, we appreciate their existence. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We can get on top of that. Al- did I miss? Alan's out did there I miss anything? Throwing weird stuff at us. I don't think so. I think yeah. that was it. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear what you do in your upcoming podcast. I mean, you you're gonna hear it very soon. So I know. <laughs> I don't have to wait too much longer. In like less than twenty four <laughs> hours, because we're gonna record in person, which like never Woo! happens. But. I know it really doesn't I'm excited for that and I am excited for us that we got to do our 20th episode thank you all for listening we really appreciate it make sure you share us and leave us reviews so other people can find us and like us on our social medias and I think that's it stay truly creepy bye